Hi, my name's Jackie Ludwig, and the leadership quote for today is, you can have a vast difference of opinion with someone, but that never justifies disrespect. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Hi, friends. Just a quick note about today's episode. We recorded this interview quite a while ago. Um, I'm just catching up, trying to get all the interviews I recorded published. So my conversation with Jackie um, took place probably over a year ago, and a lot has happened since then. So she's actually not at YPO anymore, but she is doing some cool, new, exciting things. So definitely check out her LinkedIn profile that I will post in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 97. So check out the updates to Jackie's life and world at leaderassistant.com slash 97, where you can check out her LinkedIn profile. Um, And yeah, reach out to her. She's great and would be happy to uh, connect with you. All right, let's uh, listen to the interview. Again, even though she's not at YPO anymore, um, she actually works with the executive that she worked with at YPO still, and she shares a lot of great tips and wisdom and some of her stories, so I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and today I'm speaking with Jackie Ludwig. Jackie is the Executive Assistant to the President and Chief Operating Officer of YPO. Hi, Jackie. How's it going? Hi, Jeremy. It's great. How are you? I'm doing well. And what part of the world are you in today? I am in Dallas, Texas. Chilling Dallas, Texas today. (laughs) Awesome. So what is YPO? YPO is an organization of CEOs. It's Young President's Organization. So it's an organization of CEOs that come together as a community to learn and to meet and to share ideas and best practices. Awesome. And then how did you end up working at YPO? I had um, just left a position with a luxury brand. I worked for um, the director. He ran the the, um, service center here in Dallas. And I worked for him and decided it was time to move on. So I reached out to one of my recruiters that I dearly love. She always finds me the best things. And she had this position. Um, It was a position here at YPO. And when she approached me with it, the location was about eight minutes from my house. So that gave me pause. I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is a little too good to be true. And then I met my executive and I met others from the team here in the office and everyone was just genuinely nice. They were just, it's a wonderful group of people. Everyone says that, but they were just so nice. And again, I, it gave me pause. I was like, wait a minute. So I had to call my executive back on the phone because I just wasn't sure. I, and I told him, I said, I'm the one that comes in good morning every day. And that bothers people. I'm just letting you know what you're getting into. He's like, nope, that's what we want. So they offered me the position. I took took the role, and I've loved every minute of it since. Awesome. So when did you become an assistant? Uh, So kind of stepping back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And why? Why did you become an EA? 
Um, ages ago, I started my career just kind of working in banking as a teller, and I wanted to get out of the, I liked the teller roles, but I wanted to get more into a, see the air quotes, real job. So a position came open in the, what they called the private client group. So it was working with affluent customers and it was more a nine to five type role. My kids were little at the time and I was going to be able to work downtown, which was, you know, super cool. So ticking all the boxes, I took the role. Um, I really liked what I did and it just kind of, it just kind of grew from there. Awesome. What was it about the role that you liked? Like, what do you love about being an assistant? Um, just the idea of helping people. Um, I was the first touch point. So they would call in and they would get me before they would get my executive. And it just, you know, I would get to know them. I would know what they needed. I would be able to help them. And it just got to a point where they would call me because they knew if they called the the executive that she was just going to pass it back to me to do. So we just all skipped a step and they gave it to me. They they would call me directly. So, but it was just getting to know people, that personal connection. And they would call with a problem or something that they needed. And it was the idea, oh, I can fix that. And just connecting with them and fixing things. Awesome. So do you have any crazy stories about fixing things or saving the day? I do have a crazy story and it's just, (laughs) um, at one of my roles, I worked for, um, a company and the team was primarily gentlemen. There were probably, it was a team of about 125 and maybe 10 of them were ladies and the rest were guys. And we were doing an offsite. So, you know, you go somewhere, three days worth of meetings, everything like that. And we went to Las Vegas. So <laughs> I think I know where this story's heading. <laughs> so my boss, who didn't get to the office before me, had called me the first morning and he's like, you need to get down here. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you just need to get down here. So I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get fired in Las Vegas. This is going to be great. So I get down there and there's a whole nother, not a whole nother conference going on at the same time as ours, which is expected in a hotel. We had the back room at the end of a hall right across from the restrooms. It was like the perfect little corner for us. Well, you had to walk through this major conference to get to ours. And it was quite fascinating. And let's just say that their keynote speaker was Larry Flint. (laughs) And if anyone doesn't know who Larry Flint is, don't look him up on your work laptop. Check him (laughs) out on your home device. But yeah. So from that, I learned we always, always need to ask when we go in to do our site visits, what's going on around my my uh, conference, who's in that room, who's in that room and what's going on. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> it was hysterical. Now looking back, I was mortified. It was just like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> the things you got to see that week. Lordy. Wow. <laughs> so that was quite the learning. He was not mad at me. He was the sweetest guy. He was not mad at me, but it was just all the, all the guys thought it was the best conference ever. <laughs> and it was a huge learning (laughs) so yeah always ask what's going on around in the other other conference rooms when you're looking at a site visit yikes yikes yeah that was fun 
Yeah, anytime you start the story off with we went to Vegas, you know, it's <laughs> going to be interesting. <laughs> so what about um, what about a mistake that you made, one of your biggest mistakes and what you learned from it? It's, you know, you always, when you, when someone asks you, a mis, you know, what's a mistake, then suddenly they all leave your brain and you can't think of one. Right, right. And well, we've all made a bazillion of them. But the one that first popped into my head was when I first, right after I left the bank, I went into um, just a regular corporate, the corporate world. And it was this same company. And the gentleman that I worked for, it was a UK based company. And it was back in the olden days when we faxed and churned our own butter. And he would have me fax things to Milton Keynes. And I asked him one day early on, I said, who is this guy, Milton Keynes, that we keep faxing things to? He looked at me like, oh, Lord, who did I hire? Milton Keynes in the UK is not a he, it's a place, not a person. So I was like, oops. <laughs> so, got to come back to work the next day. But yeah, that was probably like the most embarrassing of the mistakes that I've made was not knowing Milton Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> so what what's your number one tip for managing an executive's inbox? Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first-of-its-kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. I think just being aware of the priorities for them, um, they're going to get things. I know, especially right now with my executive there, he's getting pinged from all different directions. And of course, everyone needs him to be in a meeting with them now. And it has to happen in this week. And so being able to have a really good line of communication with your executive and knowing what their priorities are. So, you know, oh, I can push back on this one or I can, you know, I can make this way, this meeting, I can push it out and make it two, three, four weeks from now. Just that, that line of communication, keeping that open. So, you know, where their head is inside their inbox. Hmm. Great. So what about to the executives listening? What's a tip that you would share to the executive on how to help them empower and utilize their assistant better? I would say let the assistant do what you hired them to do. Assistants will bend over backward to make their boss look good and to do everything they need they can in their power to get their boss what they need, get them where they need to be on time and prepared. When, um, and I've had this happen before, when the executive steps in and tries to micromanage or tries to help you with your work, it just doesn't work. Keep the lines of communication open, say, here you go, I need you to do this, and then let the assistant go, let them go do it, because you hired them to do a role, let them do it, 
where you know we all have done this for a while and we can we can move heaven and earth for you if you just let us go so i know a lot of people talk about their executives being micromanagers are there any other kind of tips that you could share for assistants who have have to deal with micromanaging bosses um yeah those are the tough ones i think just keeping keeping them informed goes a long way because as long as they can see what's going on and know what's going on they feel more comfortable and i think over time, they become less of a micromanager. The The communication back and forth is just really, really the key element there. As long as they let you know their priority or what's important to them today or this week, and then as things occur, you let them know. Um, some, some executives like you to tell them, you know, they ask you to do something, they like you to ping them back, done, done. Others of them, I don't need to know when every single thing is done, but just kind of give me the high level. Um, it just depends. But I think the more they micromanage you, the more they just want to know that things are getting done. So just if they send you a note, order this book for me, then just turn the email right back around, done. It'll be delivered here. And then you just move on to the next one. And it's just that back and forth communication that's so important um, for things to move to move efficiently and smoothly. Yeah, I love that. I've, I've definitely worked with executives before where they just simply wanted to know, mm-hmm. you know what if things were done. or And then I've worked with other executives that are like, I don't really care just as long as it's done. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to tell me every single thing. Yeah, so yeah. Just kind of knowing what style your executive is definitely helps. Right. And I think until you first learn it, it gets a little, it's a little stressful. But just know that once you figure out that communication style between the two of you, things will move a lot more smoothly. Yeah. So if you could snap your fingers and instantly give all assistants more of something, what would it be? Confidence. I think so often um, we as executive assistants don't feel confident in what we're doing. we don't feel confident that we know the workings of the business or we don't feel confident that we're able to step up and do something when in fact we do know what's going on in the business and we do understand it and we, you know, we manage people. Um, On any given day, you're managing your executive, you're managing his team, you're managing the people in the office, you're managing, you know, if if you're, if you have staff, you're managing your own staff or if it's just the coffee guy bringing in the coffee, you're managing him to make sure he gets it in the right spot. But just having the confidence to recognize that, yes, you are doing that and that you're good at it. Um, just that I think that would go a long way for a lot of folks. Yeah, I totally agree. Confidence is a big uh big characteristic or trait or whatever that um, a lot of assistants lack and uh-huh. would benefit greatly from. So yeah, good answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so we met at a conference in uh-huh. Atlanta and you also do kind of a network for YPOEAs in your area. Do you have any tips on networking with other assistants? Um, yeah, I would 
first, I would say any opportunity that you have to network other assistants, do it. There's just, there's so much to learn and you just never know. Um, you, you know, just, you might need to ask them a question. We have a group um, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's EAs of YPO members, and we'll get together once a month and we'll share learnings. Um, we'll have, we do community service. We just build a rapport amongst ourselves. And we have, you know, we have our own website. We'll go out if one of us needs something. It doesn't matter how ridiculous or crazy the question is. You can go out and just ask your team, the group of them, and say, hey, has anybody ever done this? One of them just recently had to send, you know, the big Texas steer with the huge horns, the big longhorns. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to send a set of the longhorns to Europe and wasn't quite sure what the best way to do that was. Wow. Sent a note out to the group, got an answer back, shipped them over there, no problem, done. Um, and some of the some of the ladies, their bosses will say, go, go talk to your group and ask them this question. Find out how to do this. So it's really helpful being connected like that. And I know your um, your your Slack community that you have, the leader assistant community, that's really helpful, too, because it kind of takes what we have here in um, Dallas, Fort Worth, and it blows it up on a national level. So you can reach out anywhere you know I, my executives going to Nashville what's a good restaurant and and somebody will come back with something for you so thank you for creating that and including us in it yeah it's uh it's fun to kind of have assistance all over just helping each other and I'm often just can sit back and watch and, and see the networking and the um, helpful assistance interact without having to do anything. It's kind of nice to set up, set up a platform for that to happen. Um, cause yeah, I think it's very powerful to be able to reach out to other experts in other cities. Absolutely. Totally agree. And if you're listening and you, and you have not joined the Slack group or checked it out yet, you can check it out at slack.leaderassistant.com. All right. So what is a, tip or two that you might have for assistants who want to grow their skills or develop new skills, maybe professional development or further education? I would, um, a couple of things. There is um, certainly conferences. The conference you and I met at was great. Um, There's several really, really good ones out there. Um, I would also recommend certifications. There's a couple different certifications. I have um, I have a, one certification now, and then I'm going to another conference in November to get a second certification. So the, that type of skill, it sets you apart from others. It gives you, you know, it gives you that little bit of leg up, but it also gives you um, a knowledge base that's so helpful. Um, it exposes you to other avenues. So through those conferences or those learnings, then you meet people. That's how you and I connected. Um, and just from one, you learn about another and then you learn about another. And it's like a spider web. Once you start, you just, you know, it just kind of branches out in all different directions. There really is a lot of uh, learning and content out there. It's just trying to find it. And it seems 
difficult at first, but once you get that first one going, it just kind of blows up for you. Awesome. So what, what's been the benefit, uh, maybe one or two benefits of the certification in your opinion? Um, I think, um, like I said before, the knowledge base. So it's for the one certification, it was a, it wasn't necessarily deep, but it was broad and it brought exposure to some really good training on, um, Microsoft on the different Microsoft products, which then led to, oh, there's different certification available for Microsoft products. So I think it, it gives you that subject matter expert status that says, hey, I know about this stuff. I can help you. And when your executive sees that or if there's other EAs in the area, they'll see, you know, the little letters after your name. Well, what is that about? Oh, let me tell you. And then you can share that, you know, it's a, it's a knowledge space sharing, it's an information sharing, another way to connect and network. Awesome. So what about books? Is there one book or, that you would recommend to assistants? Um, for me, the one book that kind of really got the ball rolling, basically a snowball down a hill for me, it was Be the Ultimate Assistant. It's Bonnie Lowe Craman's book. Yeah. From because her book and then you know she would mention another different people and then you start your head starts going and you start googling and it starts that spider web starts spinning and it you know it should it introduces you to so many people in the industry Lucy Brazier um, Diana Brandall there's just there are so many people out there I could name drop but they're just they're fascinating to listen to if you ever have the opportunity to go either to one of their conferences or hear them speak. Um, Vicki Sokol Evans is another one that I learned about through that, but it was just that one book from Bonnie, Be the Ultimate Assistant, that just kind of started getting my mind going and giving me just that little nudge or that little bit of confidence that, hey, I can do this. Hey, there is something to this. That's great. So, one question I like to ask to all my guests is, you know, seeing that the show is called The Leader Assistant, what makes an assistant a leader? I think the whole, um, the whole idea of servant leadership. So just rolling up your sleeves and diving right in and not being afraid, you know, if that means um, working with someone in the C-suite or any of the folks in the C-suite, being as comfortable with them and just interacting with them as you do, again, with the coffee service guy or the um, building staff and everyone in between. And you just, you're, you get to know them and you interact with them. That, I think, sets you apart as a leader. People want to, um, you know, they, they want to work with you because oh, this person knows my name and she knows what I do. It helps you as the assistant because then you build a network. And if you, your executive or someone comes to you and says, oh, hey, Jackie, how, what do I do with this? How can I make this work? Oh, wait, I know somebody. And you know who to go to to make it happen or to get it done. Or if you don't, you can go to an, another person that you think might be the one, but they'll say, nope, you got to go to that one. You meet someone new 
and you just, it's just that interaction and that you start building your network of, of people that you know, that can help you help other people. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what would you say to somebody listening that's a brand new assistant or maybe even, maybe they're not even an assistant yet, but they're considering becoming one? Um, What's something you would say to them or maybe another way to ask this would be, what's something you would tell yourself on your first day as an assistant if you could go back and tell yourself? I would say take notes. And I would also say, don't be afraid to ask questions. We're all new at something at one point or another in our lives. Every day we're new at something. So you won't know everything on the first day. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And don't be afraid to meet people and talk to them. Because if you don't necessarily know, now you know someone in the office and you can go to them and say, hey, I'm not quite sure where this is. Who would I talk to? Oh, just go over there and talk to that one. And then you just kind of, that's how you start building that rapport and you start connecting with people. So just, you know, just ask the questions and take your notes. Hmm. Love it. Nice and uh, simple two, two point uh, TED talk, but very powerful because that's exactly what I would say to myself. <laughs> <laughs> just get a pretty little notebook and write it all down. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Is there something that um, we can do to support what you're up to or somewhere where we can find you and connect with you online? Um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm also on Instagram at execjackie. Um, I'd love to connect with folks. So if you're in, just reach out to me that way. Or if anyone, you know, if I can help anyone, if you need to know something about somewhere here in Dallas or Fort Worth, or if there are other YPOEAs, please don't ever anyone hesitate to reach out. I'm happy to help. Awesome. Well, I'll share those links um, in the show notes so people can find them easily. And then um, if anybody needs help with Vegas trips, they can call you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Thanks again, Jackie. And uh, yeah, th- uh, it was fun meeting you in uh, Atlanta at the conference. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show and sharing your wisdom and your story. And we'll talk soon. Okay, great. Thanks, Jeremy. Enjoyed my time with you. Thanks again for listening. Check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 97. And also we have several events coming up this year. So check out leaderassistantlive.com for our schedule of events that will be getting updated on a regular basis. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullos.com